What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside... Guys, John's back! John's back! Crawl, crawl down in the bunker! Here I am! <laughs> John, how you doing? It's, I'm doing fantastic. Well, hopefully we're going to be going into a new year. So let's just rinse all this off of all this stench of our body and start fresh. Uh, a, a new year, a new baseball season. I'm going in optimistically. Yes, yes. Have a good Christmas. I know we, we didn't get, you know, as Angels fans here, we didn't get what we wanted yet. But, you know, did you have a good Christmas? I did, I did. Yeah, I had a very nice. It was actually a very family. Well, I was, it was my. It was just my kids, and we had some of their friends over. You know, Christmas Day is also my oldest daughter's birthday. Oh, uh, well, happy birthday, oldest my, daughter! My, yeah, so she turns <laughs> Christmas. She turns. She turned twenty-two on Christmas. There you so go. we kind of. As she's gotten older, we actually spend time with friends. So she she really enjoyed. The, and we ended up going to the beach later on that night. So uh, it was a very nice uh, family. Christmas, which it was nice, so I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, yeah. perks of living in Southern California, beach on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was cold, but I won't say it was cold like to anybody like where Derek lives. <laughs> nah, it was probably like 55, 60 or something like that, and back where yeah, Derek is. It's windbreaker weather, yeah. you know. It's, it's probably snowing where Derek is right now, so, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but guys, yeah, no. yes, we have an extremely fun show planned for you for you today and if you like what we have going on please go, go on to apple and give us a five star review but only if you like what we have going on here guys and if you have any suggestions for us on talking halos and you know have any ideas shoot us an email at talkinghalos at gmail.com or shoot me a message um on twitter at jared underscore tims and finally guys i'm a huge analytics fan and if you and some stuff that i've been noticing with you know our podcast is that a lot of people from Canada, Australia, and Great Britain have been listening to what we've been doing, and it's it's a lot of fun. I love seeing that, and we're one of the you know top show po- top podcasts according to some charts. I don't know how real that is in other countries, and you know our guys at Angels UK have been doing an amazing job with you know doing baseball. Actually, just UK baseball in general has been doing really really good. So, you know, shout out to them, and I'm trying to get them on the show. But if you live overseas, not in the United States, please shoot me a message, shoot us an email. I'd love to get you on the show and, you know, talk baseball with somebody that's, you know, halfway across the world. That's That'd be a lot of fun for for myself. So, guys, let's just get right on to the show. And, you know, I just want to you know throw this on right away. A little bit of sad news. Phil Negro died today. I know me and John were kind of talking about this right before the show, and John... You know, you have, I guess, a little bit of a story about Phil Negro because you get to see him pitch. Yeah, uh, this old timer here, John, got to actually <laughs> see him pitch. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was back in the old days. It was in black and white, but I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did. As um, anybody who was listening to us from the beginning, the pre-Jared times, before mm-hmm. Jared times, um, I actually told this in an early. At one of the first or second, first or second podcast, that I was actually a Yankee fan until my early twenties. I um, I just kind of when Reggie hit his three home runs in the World Series, uh, I kind of my parents weren't sports fans at all, so I well they were football fans, but they weren't baseball fans. So I just became an, a Yankee fan and followed the Yankees all the way until my early twenties, where I kind of just got busy with life. And, and at that point, a couple year or two after I stopped really following them, nobody knew would know that I was a, a Yankee fan. The the Yankees went on a 
kind of a tear. They got real successful again, finally. And uh, at that point, I felt kind of like a bandwagoner. So I chose, uh, I thought, well, I can't be a Dodger fan because I'm a Yankee fan and I hate the Dodgers. So I became an Angels fan by default and have been ever since. And uh, But the moral, the moral of this story is, is I remember when uh, the, the Yankees signed Phil Necro. Uh, it had high, op, high hopes. We had this uh, hot rookie reliever, Jose Rijo. So we had the young, young and the old kid on the, on the front page of this um, Sporting News or Sports Illustrated. I do remember Mr. Necro, and I uh, and he was not a young kid when he signed with the Yankees because knuckleballers, you know, can last so long. So, God bless his soul, and uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he made. He, I'm looking at his stats right now. Pitched 21 years for the Braves, 24, 20, uh, 24 years altogether. He signed with the Yankees at age 45, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Signing at 45, and he made the All Star team that year too. By the way, that's that's pretty incredible to make the All Star team at the age of 45. So uh, that that's he that's did. the Yankees had success. I mean, the, the Yankees were were uh, I, as I said to you before. We, it was during the times I watched them. They, they were a team with a lot of hope and potential. And even at the time, I mean, they would win. I know they won a hundred games. You know, things were different then. They they, they could win a hundred games and still not make the playoffs. But yeah, the Yankees at the time, the all the years that I from from probably uh, middle school to uh, my early to mid twenties. They were a team of a lot of potential that that they never achieved, which we were kind of discussing. Is kind of familiar to us. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. You know, a lot of potential, but just can't get over that hump quite yet. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit more on Phil Necro, Hall of Famer, obviously, five-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove Award winner, three hundred wins, over three thousand strikeouts in his career for a knuckleball knuckleballer. That's pretty crazy. Pitched almost fifty-five hundred innings. And he definitely will be missed. Thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. Guys, on to, I guess, a little bit brighter news for sure. I guess not really for the baseball world. Um, Howie Kendrick retired today, and or last week. I know we're recording this podcast today. And, but Howie Kendrick retired last week, played with the Angels for nine years. I think, I mean, what do you think? Do you think he goes into the uh, Angels Hall of Fame? I don't think he's quite good enough to be a baseball a major league Hall of Famer, but I think he might. They might bring him in as a uh, Angels Hall of Famer. I would. I would like to think so. Yeah, I would yeah. say he was. A, he he made he made rooting for. Um, now I'm kind of changing subjects, but he's what made that World Series so exciting. The Washington World's the Washington World. Uh, um, uh, well, especially when well they eliminated the Dodgers, which was sweet. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, from an Angels standpoint, I mean, he was. I mean, he got traded to the Dodge to the Dodgers for uh, Andrew Heaney, which I don't know, a good trade, bad trade. That can, that's a whole different argument. But yeah, but yeah, you know, it was uh, kind of a bittersweet moment for Angels fans. I know we, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media this past week about Howie Kendrick, and you know, the one thing that pops into my head without him wearing an Angels jersey would be you know the home run that he hit, and then him coming into the dugout and driving the car. I, I they're pretending to drive the car. I've seen that video so many times. I, yeah, they were just having so much fun uh, in, in Washington, and you know they did a they did a great job to win the World Series. But yeah, you know, I mean, for me again, Howie Kendrick, he was he was in that time where I was just becoming an Angels fan, and it was Kendrick and Ibar up the middle, and it was just it was so much fun. He made the All Star team in 2011. Like I said, I don't think he has quite enough to be 
a you know an actual Hall of Famer, but it would be great to see him come in and be an Angels Hall of Famer at some point, or even I mean, be a, he was a great hitter, maybe some type of hitting instructor for the Angels. You know, I mean, I know he wants to come come back and spend time with his family and such, but just down the road, it'd be great to see him come back with the Angels because he was a great great human being. So, do you have any stories about Howie Kendrick that you remember? I uh, definitely, definitely what you're referring to the World Series, and I mean, he should go into the Hall of Fame alone just for beating Houston. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I could get a lot of fan support on that one because, uh, uh, yeah, not only not only did they beat the Dodgers, which is was close to my heart, but then they went on to beat Houston. So, uh, yeah, I, I um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I think he's, I think he, I think he should be a lock for the Angels Hall of Fame. I do too, you know. I mean, he was, he was a cornerstone up the middle for the Angels, him and Ibar, for the longest time. So, you know, nine years with the Angels, absolutely. I hope I hope the Angels do bring him back and we see him in the Angels Hall of Fame with guys at second base. I mean, the Angels have had some really good second basemen. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, Bobby Gritch, Bobby Cannot played second. I mean, that hasn't been really a position that they've had too many issues with, which is actually kind of surprising because I feel like the Angels have had issues with a lot of different positions, and second base, for some reason, isn't that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, guys, last but not least, I know we're going to probably talk about this for a little while, and I've been asking everybody this. John, how do you want the rest of this offseason to go if you were the GM? I'm just kind of throwing you on the spot here. I know you haven't really had too much time to think about it. Yeah, I've been out of the loop, but I've been looking around. I mean, like, we still have, I mean, so... Um, uh, Tehran, he's he, he's he's not signed, right? No, he's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, I, I would like to certainly get Tehran book Tehran back. Um, no, I want to be good. So, oh no, then I was reading an article. I was which I found very interesting because I've been stuck on this. I'm kind of segueing a little bit on here. Like, you know, uh, we were everybody always said we need a new we need a new uh, uh, GM we need a new manager we need a new manager so we got a new manager last year and I understand Joe Madden's not a miracle worker and now everybody said we need a new GM so we got a new GM and, and I do really like the resume of this man but but that being said Epler had a very strong resume when he got signed by the by the and a resume of success so I, I'm still just kind of as a fan perspective trying to understand uh, you know reasons to be optimistic that things are going to get better. Now everybody's saying, well, we need a new owner. Well, we're not getting a new owner. So stop. I mean, you know, whatever, that'll never stop, but we're not, we're not getting a new owner. But I did, I was kind of interested in reading about uh, the new GMs talking about the focus is going to be more towards actually, there's going to be a lot of focus in making our current players better as much, if not more than actually going out and getting new talent. Uh, I, we definitely need new talent. I agree with that. I, I would like to see Tehran definitely resign. I like uh, who was it you were just talking about? Uh, Joe Musgrove. Yeah, Joe Musgrove. There's a lot. There's a lot of. I mean, you know, I mean, really, all we need is pitchers. Well, that's another thing. When I was catching up this morning, reading about, uh, I think it was on ESPN talking about uh, think uh, holiday wish. No, it was on the Angels thing. It was a holiday wish for every team. Uh, for the Angels, it was just help. <laughs> all it said was, again, Mike Trout's in his prime. He's never won a playoff, playoff game. It should be a national emergency to get him reinforcements. Help. That's all they put. So, I mean, we do need pitching, but I, is that all we need, Derek? Uh, yeah. I'm Honestly, like, you look at the offense. The offense, I think, is fine. Defensively, you're fine. You might need a backup catcher, but 
you know, you can probably work with Bim Boom Stassi up the middle or behind the plate as long as Stassi's ready to go. I, you know, it's I, I honestly that's all you really need is pitching. Now that you look at it more and more, you got your shortstop for next year at least. They're gonna go out and sign on Baez or Lindor or somebody like that next year anyways because that's the big move so all you really need is pitching and i mean depending on how much you want to spend on pitching as well or i mean you can try to get that upton contract off the books i don't that's a very hard thing to do pools comes off the books next year which next is year. yeah which is huge you know so I, you know that money's just going to be replaced right away with a shortstop I, you can already it's it's already in the book in in the plans in my head in my opinion it's going to be a shortstop i don't know who they go and get there's so many good shortstops next year, but yeah, it, it, it'll it'll be interesting. But yeah, you know, you build pitching this year, whatever way you want to go, whether that's Herman Marquez, which I've been extremely vocal about, Musgrove, who seems to be a, a nice fit. I mean, you can name any pitcher, and it's a nice fit. I mean, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo would be fun. Um, you know, even going getting James Paxton, anybody off the free agent market. Trevor Bauer's been a big name, which I mean. Do I think it fits? Yeah. Do I think the money? Do I think the money can be allocated better? Yes, I definitely do believe so. Do you have any thoughts on Trevor Bauer? I don't know if you're like a big Bauer guy or not. Hey, he, <laughs> are you saying he's good? I'm saying that he's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll take you. Does he have a pulse and can he pitch well? Then I'll take you. Anything's going to be improvement over what we've had for years now. Um, looking like, looks like in 2019, he posted a 448 ERA. So he kind of had a down 2019. How was last year? I, I believe he won the Cy Young. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. I'll take it. Okay. But it says he, so $135 million deal. Yeah. You know, he's going to cost some money. He's going to cost about, you know, 25 to 30 million a year. And you know, like I said, I, I don't know. Can the money be allocated differently? Can they get better depth? Absolutely. But am I going to complain that if they go out and get Trevor Bauer? Absolutely not. I, I, am, I am not, you know. Like you said, I mean, if he has a pulse and he can pitch well, I think the Angels should be on him. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, from a fan perspective, for you, for you as well, I mean, it's tough. You know, it's tough to watch this team continuously spiral in the wrong direction and going back to what you said about Mike Trout not getting to the playoffs it's kind of ridiculous but it also shows how difficult it is to get to the playoffs too like half the teams in major leagues made to the playoffs last year and the Angels I think we've all talked about this Angels should have been in the playoffs without a doubt and you know I I don't know I they're cursed that's the only thing I can think of the Angels are cursed well, according to the Athletic, they're saying, "Yeah, Trevor Bowers our number cho- our number one choice. We're going to get." But yeah. uh, it, it, it's, does he have Does he have any uh, like uh, home, uh, teams he rooted for as a child that he really dreamed of playing with that will steal them away? Uh, I, I mean, he went to UC, he's went to UCLA. He's a SoCal product. Um, he's a big. Okay, that, that, that's Garrett Cole so far. Garrett Cole, go ahead. <laughs> he's a big. I mean, actually, I mean, funny. That you bring up Garrett Cole, they they hate each other. Actually, they pitch on the same team and they do not like each other. Okay, which is crazy. There you go. Yeah, There's so I, then we we need the anti Garrett Cole because Garrett Cole left us left us at the altar when everybody thought. Oh, I'm going to get my hopes up now, Jared. You got me. I'm going to get my hopes up for Bauer. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of fun storylines with Bauer though too. And if he goes because the Mets are in on it as well, if he goes to the Mets. 
You know, then you have Cole against Bauer in New York, which is cool. I mean, not throwing that away. He could come back home to SoCal, go to the Dodgers, the Angels. The Padres, I'm sure, are in the mix. Toronto's been in the mix. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting storylines out there with Bauer, and, and we're kind of going around in a circle here with Trevor Bauer, and we've talked about him every podcast. But, again, I mean, the hashtags on social media, Bauer to Anaheim, make just it, it, he's they're doing a great – Angels fans are doing a great job with – promoting Trevor Bauer and I think this is like the most excited that I've seen Angels fans for anything in quite a while and again Mike Trout's on the team Shohei Otani's on the team Albert Pujols is on the team I mean Anthony Rendon you have a lot of great players on the team and the fact that you know they want to go out and get Trevor Bauer at some point you know I mean I, I learned this a while ago you know you're <laughs> as a GM as a GM as an owner as you know anybody associated with the Angels your number one goal is to win games, but you also have to make the fans happy. And eventually you have to, you know, to to make money, you have to make the fans happy. And if that's go out and spend $30 million to get Trevor Bauer, the big name, and hope that he pitches well, that's what you have to do. So I, I know that, you know, and if they think that makes you into the, puts you into the playoffs and makes you a World Series contender, then so be it. Go and do that. Go get Mike Trout into the playoffs, you know? Well, and, and I don't think Artie's shown that he's willing to spend money for that top top prospect. Now, people criticized him for low, where he wasn't able to, you know, kind of go out of out of reality. But let me ask you something quick about shortstop because you mentioned shortstop. So, are you saying it, Jose Iglesias is not the answer to to Anderson Simmons? He's a free agent after this year. So, do they ex- oh. do they extend him? <laughs> Absolutely. I I mean, he's I I and I brought this up. On Twitter, I think he is. It's a very similar comp. I think that Andrew Alton Simmons is a better all-around player, but bringing in a defensive-minded shortstop at, you know, as your first move, exactly what Epler did was a super interesting comparison. I thought, you know, to that was your first. That was Epler's first move was to go get Simmons. Uh, Manassian's first move was to go get a defensive-minded shortstop in Jose Iglesias. Now, whether they extend him, whether they go out and get another shortstop next year. That's a huge question mark, and that's for next year because they have a lot of stuff on their mind this year. But yeah, you know, I, I he could be the answer. I, I'm cool with that. I think he's a I think he's a really good player, an underrated player too. So okay, so it's like yeah, because we already got him in the we already got him in the in the in the fold. But yeah, I can't I can't imagine he's gonna he's gonna command you know skyrocketing uh, uh, salary. No, yeah. no, no. He, yeah. he definitely won't. Nothing like a Baez or, you know, Trevor Story or Francisco Lindor. But what puts butts in seats? Do you want Jose Iglesias or do you want Francisco Lindor? If you're already if you're Artie Moreno trying to make money. Jared, you and I will be there if they just let us. Open it up and let us sit in a seat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, yes, you're, you're totally right. I will be. We will be there if they if they let us, and I think a lot of people yeah. will as well. You know, but it's it's tough. You know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough thing to look at and say. You know, you need pitching, and then the owner comes out and you know we need hitting, we need hitting because hitting and bats and big name bats sell seats so it's a it's a tough it's a giant circle it's a never-ending circle it really is i feel like a uh, big name big name bats fill seats and then big name bats get old and are a liability and cause people to get frustrated with which we're going to be uh, losing albert next year um but i i think the angels have plenty of big big names um already 
tied up for quite a while, but I I agree with you as well. And I'm looking at it right now. You know, they need help in the bullpen too. That's going to be the big thing as well. They need help in the bullpen. Yeah. So okay. So John, any final thoughts? I know we just kind of ranted, kind of went on a giant rant, but any final thoughts here going into the new year? Because I know we're gonna have a probably one or two more podcasts before the new year. But do you have any final thoughts? No, I'm just you know I'm just sitting back. Learn you know I, I learned from I learned from you. I'm, I, I'm blessed that uh, and Brock and J- I'm sorry I shouldn't have left Derek last. I learned from Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I, we all do. I, I know. I just wanna. I just want it. I just want baseball to be back to normal. I just want sports to come back to normal. So, uh, um, and uh, you know, if we, I, I, I can't see that we're gonna, we're not gonna be a seller. You're, you're not. We're not a seller dwelling team. We're a good team with good potential. Um, I just hope some of these these wishes that we, uh, you know, these contracts we offered come true this year. Because that was it. It was a lot of, well, I, can't, I guess you can't say it wasn't disappointment, but we weren't looking for a third baseman last year. But we got one. So I don't want a consolation prize this year. I, I want, I want, and uh, again, that comes off wrong. I don't mean Rendo, it's a consolation. I'm just saying we need pitching. No, yeah, I, I agree. And, Derek brought it up all last year, too. It was like, yay, don't count out getting a third baseman, and that's what the Angels went and did. So I think we need to get Derek on the show and say that the Angels need pitching, so the Angels will go get pitching. Because whatever Derek says seems to come come true. So we need Derek on the show more. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, guys. Well, it's, it's, it's still the last, it's still, we still have hope. That's what I like. At this point right now, we still have hope. If anything can happen. <laughs> So let's keep that attitude. Let's not be negative. Anything can happen. Absolutely. Anything can happen, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For me, Jared Timms, for John, for Brock, and from uh, Derek as well. Hopefully we get everybody together here soon so we're able to podcast. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying. But everybody works, different schedules. So, guys, thank you. I hope you guys all had a great Christmas and have a happy new year. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters, the more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.